Welcome to the Azure Security Podcast, where we discuss topics relating to security, privacy, reliability, and compliance on the Microsoft Cloud Platform. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 91. Uh, This week, it's just myself, Michael, and uh, our guest this week is Rigel Carlson, who's here to talk to to us about um, Chaos Studio. But before we get to our guest, talk briefly about a couple of little news items. One, um, we have just issued a document from the Microsoft Threat Intelligence team called uh, Midnight Blizzard Guidance for Responders on Nation-State Attack. Very much worth reading. This is basically some more... um, you know, more attacks coming out from a threat actor we often refer to as Nobelium. Um, so please do go take a look at that. I will put a link in the show notes. The other one is a little, this is an interesting one. So uh, over the last few weeks or so, I've been doing quite a bit of development on um, Always Encrypted, which is a technology in as a SQL database and a SQL server. And um, I wrote some sample code and was experimenting and playing around, what have you. And the first query took 15 seconds. I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I did a bit of digging around, finding why, why on earth is taking 15 seconds? And I actually, I thought the problem was with Always Encrypted. It turns out it's not. The problem was actually with the way I acquired the Azure credentials to use Key Vault for the key storage. Um, basically, the way the code works um, inside of the, the Microsoft.data.sql client library is it tries to hold off doing all the work that it needs to do until it actually has to do it. So it's quite lazy in that in that regard. And so when I go to do the first execute, like execute the first query, it basically does everything there, including going to SQL Server or as a SQL database, pulling down a store procedures, find out what columns are encrypted, then going to Key Vault, all that stuff happens. And so that's why it takes a long time. And the other one is that it calls default as your credential, and that actually goes through a whole bunch of different credential providers to find out which one to use. And that can take a lot of time. So I put a little couple of little tweets out there um, about my findings. I'm not saying don't use default Azure credential, but just be aware of the implications of using it. All right. So with that, um, let's now turn our attention to our guest. Uh, this week, as I mentioned, we have Rigel um, Carlson, who's here to talk to us about Chaos Studio. Uh, Rigel, hey, welcome to the podcast. We'd like to spend a moment and just introduce yourself to our listeners. Thanks for having me, Michael. I really appreciate it. So I'm Rigel. I am a product manager here at Microsoft working on Azure Chaos Studio. Uh, I've been at Microsoft about four years. Uh, I worked as well on the the Windows deployment and update stack. Um, so lots of, lots of fun stuff, both in the deployment uh, stack and in Azure Chaos Studio. Really excited to be here uh, talking with you today about chaos engineering. Well, first of all, congratulations on getting it out the door. That's you know obviously a huge milestone, even though it's taken you guys a little bit of a while to, to get it out of preview. <laughs> How long has it been in preview? It's been a while, right? It was several years. Uh, so we Chaos Studio has been around uh, since about uh, 2019. Chaos Engineering as a whole has been... Uh, around for for a, a, a much longer time, um, I believe it was popularized in you know the software world in uh, 2011 when Netflix introduced uh, their kind of internal Chaos Monkey tool. So when you say Chaos Engineering, that's often what a lot of folks will think of is is this Chaos Monkey tool that uh, that that Netflix built that basically just it, it was pretty it was pretty simple um, at first and and it went off and killed 
instances of uh, virtual machines, you know, running in production. Uh, this was, I, I believe, around when they were migrating to the cloud for the first time, uh, and they were, you know, hoping to test their test their resilience a little more uh, effectively, and started saying, "Hey, what if we just go and kill some instances uh, of, of VMs in production and, and watch the results?" And it's become a you know a much more common practice since then with cloud providers like like us, like Azure, offering chaos, you know, as a as a service um, and to a much greater extent than just kind of killing uh, individual VMs or or compute instances um, and startups entering the space as well. Now, obviously, from a security standpoint, I mean, this is a security podcast with a you know, major focus on on our cloud platforms, um, but. If you look at Chaos Studio through like a security lens, um, my guess, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but primarily we're focusing on on availability and reliability and uptime and resilience and so on, right? So if you know if you look at it from a, again from a security standpoint, you've got the the classic CIA trifecta: confidentiality, integrity, and availability. It sounds to me like Chaos Studio is really on the availability side. And if you're building, say, threat models or designing systems using Stride, which is spoofing, tampering, repudiation, information disclosure, denial of service, and elevation of privilege, it's the D, right? Denial of service. Is that a fair comment? You're really focusing on the availability and reliability and you know, mitigating denial of service issues? I think that's a, I think that's a good comparison and a good, uh, you know, a good assessment that we're focusing on those issues where you know, systems might not be available or they may be behaving in, you know, strange ways. Um, I come from a systems engineering background uh, before coming into like the the software world. Um, And we think about how systems, you know, these, these complex systems that the world is, is made up of uh, as systems get, you know, more and more complex, there's, there's not one way that you can describe them. Uh, there, there's tons of relationships uh, and feedback loops that, that make up these complex systems, whether it's societal or, you know, security systems or, or cloud reliability uh, and cloud infrastructure. Um, and, and they exhibit uh, emergent behavior, which is, you know, the, the things you can't you, you can't necessarily plan for the behavior you can't plan for. Um, so chaos testing, chaos engineering helps with some of those scenarios, whether it's in a security context or just sort of a uh, cloud resilience context. Um, I, I think the uh, I, I think focusing on availability, focusing on yeah, yeah those denial of service scenarios is is a good. Uh, place to draw the parallel. Um, and I think within chaos engineering as a whole, um, there are, you know, scenarios we focus on that chaos studio can help with like, uh, you know, okay, what, what happens if uh, I'm experiencing a whole lot of resource pressure on my virtual machines, or if a uh, network is, uh, if a network connection is knocked out uh, to certain, IPs or certain ports. Um, do I, you know, do I know what's going to happen to the rest of my system? Uh, you know, if that if that happens to uh, happens to occur, um, 
I think I, I was also in thinking about this uh, this this podcast episode. I, I was looking a little into uh, you know the the security chaos engineering discipline. Um, I think there are there are a lot of you know parallels between the non-security chaos engineering and security chaos engineering. Uh, there, there's a there's an O'Reilly uh, book on security chaos engineering by um, Kelly Shortridge and Aaron Reinhardt that I was looking at a little bit. And um, w- one thing that's you know stuck out to me was uh, a, a quote about how you know cybersecurity must embrace the reality that that failure will happen um and and kind of goes on to talk about how you know people are going to click on the wrong things and you know security mitigations will be accidentally disabled things will break and you know are are breaking all the time um and that that definitely aligns with how we uh here at you know working on chaos studio uh think about think about the world and and recommend that that folks test um, I can also go a little into how our uh, how our service works. Um, so I, I, I mentioned, you know, we we started kind of back in twenty nineteen ish, and we were in public preview for a few years, and just recently at at Microsoft Ignite in November, we brought Chaos Studio uh, into general availability. Um, but we've had you know quite a few customers. Uh, using us in, in the public preview phase. So Azure Chaos Studio is a managed, you know, public, uh, managed Azure service that works to measure and understand and build uh, customers' resilience to different real-world outages. Um, so like I, you know, talked about with Chaos Engineering as a whole, kind of being a way to test resilience by breaking things with, you know, fault injection. Um, Chaos Studio lets you do that for Azure services in, you know, the, uh, in, a, in a more integrated way by, you know, providing those connections to virtual machines, to Azure Kubernetes service, to Key Vault, um, and providing various faults that, you know, that can mess with those those services or mess with kind of your configuration of those services. We have a couple different ways that 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 can happen. So we have faults that are pretty straightforward and just talking to another service, making some API calls. Like let's take virtual machines as an example. If if you're running a whole bunch of compute in Azure using virtual machines, virtual machine scale sets, um, you may not have tested how your application and your system as a whole behaves when you know some subset of those virtual machines are go down for some reason. Um, Chaos Studio can help you do that by you know giving you the tools to uh, set up an experiment, uh, select uh, and onboard all of those virtual machines that you might want to test, um, and abruptly shut them down. Um, now you may be thinking, you know, okay, just shutting down VMs, I can go into Azure portal and, and do that myself. The value of, uh, of chaos studio comes into play by kind of orchestrating that, uh, that scenario and that, that fault with other faults. So you may want to do that in, in sequence or in parallel with, 
you know, other actions happening. Like maybe I want to know what's what's happening when all of the virtual machines in a certain zone are are taken out and they're no longer available. Um, and I also, you know, in parallel, I see a whole bunch of resource pressure on, uh, you know, CPU or memory pressure on some other subset of my of my compute. Um, and maybe also my, you know, Cosmos DB uh, account is is failing over between regions. So it's building up those more complex, uh, you know, failure scenarios that that shows uh, you know, that is where chaos engineering kind of comes uh, come comes to the forefront, um, and where Chaos Studio can can really help. So I talked a little about those, you know, service direct faults where we're talking to talking directly to you know other Azure services. We have a chaos agent, which is you know a small piece of software that you can onboard to virtual machines and cause uh, you know other other issues within within the virtual machine like um, like that resource pressure or network disruption, network latency. Um, those can all be really important for just resilience scenarios or even even security scenarios. Um, I know you mentioned Key Vault earlier. Uh, you know you were <laughs> having having some issues uh, uh, testing out uh, some encryption with with uh, Key Vault infrastructure. We've had a lot of customers use our use some Key Vault faults that basically deny you know deny access for a certain period of time to uh, to Key Vault or you know uh, see what happens when you go ahead and update certificates or um, or lose access to uh, to certain uh, key vault instances. So definitely something that Chaos Studio can uh, can help with. And then in- internally, we also have um, we also have a couple different uh, a couple other methods of of fault injection. We do perform chaos testing uh, internally on uh, some of the Azure infrastructure. So we have some some teams within Azure that. You know, work with us on uh, and use use our uh, our tooling to test. You know what what happens if this you know Azure infrastructure starts experiencing issues, and and are we able to deal with that from a resilience point of view? I, I know I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but I wanted to wanted to get a few a few of our fault types covered. You said about basically playing around with certificates, like rotating a certificate out. Can you do that? So the key vault uh, faults that we support are, yeah, so we have uh, key vault access denial, so basically blocking all of the network access to a certain key vault um, for a period of time. There's disabling a certificate for a specified duration and then re-enabling it, incrementing a certificate version, or just generally updating a certificate policy. So that that's what we support for Key Vault, and that may be you know may be useful for uh, for security scenarios. Yeah, yeah, because you know certificates can get rolled um, underneath you. Um, so uh, a couple of questions. First of all, if someone were to use Chaos Studio, obviously it's going to start causing all sorts of havoc in their environment. Does that mean that Azure needs to be aware, like someone within Microsoft or the Azure infrastructure or personnel needs to know that you're using this when all of a sudden? You know, alerts start going off and things start failing, or do you not need to do anything special if you're going to start using this? That's a great question. 
Yeah, so nothing special is needed. Um, the nice thing about Chaos Studio and you know one of the principles that we built it on was um, you know giving providing customers with the tools to do this controlled chaos, um, especially within a you know customer perspective, we're we're not necessarily taking that approach that. I, I mentioned with you know Netflix's uh, initial foray into chaos engineering, where they were just going off and shutting off random instances in production. Um, we take a, a little more controlled approach in that customers need to you know come to come to Azure, come to Chaos Studio. They need to explicitly onboard the resources that they want to affect. So whether that's virtual machines or a Cosmos DB account or um, their, you know, key vault resource, a customer does need to explicitly onboard uh, all of those resources into Chaos Studio. They also need to have the, the permissions to perform certain actions against those resources. Um, we're, you know, we are built around the Azure Resource Manager uh, the role-based access control model that you know folks are familiar with uh, within Azure, and everything goes through that uh, that that RBAC model. That means we're not doing this random chaos, so you do need to be a little more intentional about it. But we you know we we see that as a good thing uh, that that customers need to be uh, you know intentional in planning out. Uh, in planning out the scenarios that they want to cover. That's an interesting point about planning the scenarios. I imagine um, in many organizations, there are people are not necessarily experts at chaos engineering. So, if, you know, if I was given a scenario, something, you know, I don't know, some environment, let's just make it up. You know, it's a browser talking to, um, you know, an Azure app of some kind, say an Azure function that then talks to um, Azure SQL database um, and Redis cache and Key Vault. I mean, if I'm given an environment, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily going to know what things to do. Um, does the tool help, like, come up with uh, with experiments? We have a new feature that just recently released uh, around our GA timeframe uh, and uh, as part of our general availability called Templates uh, that provides rather than being dropped into just a blank chaos experiment um, with with no faults or actions kind of kind of uh, uh, pre-populated um, we're, we're giving a little uh, you know a little uh, quick start for for customers to jump into certain common scenarios um, the two that we have uh, within the templates uh, interface right now are uh, an Azure active directory outage for virtual machines and virtual machine scale sets and uh, availability zone down uh, where we abruptly shut down VM scale sets within within a certain availability zone. Um, so that that helps a little bit. We, we definitely are looking for you know now that now that we're GA we will be ramping up you know the amount of samples that that we provide for various uh, you know various use cases and configurations, building out that template library. Um, and of course, you know, adding more faults in general to our library. Of course, you know, over over the long term, 
we will look into additional ways to, you know, provide uh, more intelligent recommendations on on uh, what sort of scenarios to run, what sort of experiments to run, and uh, and as well as you know other integrations across Azure. Can you? I mean, when you say there's an outage, can you like blip something so it just blips for a second or like goes offline for a split second and then comes back, or is it really a a lengthy bit of downtime? It really depends on the depends on the fault and kind of the you know the scenario to cover. Um, you can perform shorter shorter duration uh, network like network faults, whether that's kind of disconnecting certain traffic or uh, introducing packet loss and latency. We're we're looking into uh, sort of other other possible blips and pauses, but. Um, I think the I think the network uh, network latency disconnect packet loss that's probably all the you know the the closest we can we can get. We also have one common scenario that we recommend to customers is uh, using our network security group rules fault uh, to affect a broader range of services than you know than we have explicit faults for. So some people you know they'll come to Chaos Studio and see. Um, you know, okay, you, you don't have any, any faults listed for, um, say entirely disconnecting my like Cosmos DB instance, or you don't have any faults listed for SQL at, at this time. And so what we can recommend to them is, uh, we have a, a fault that can create some network security group rules for a short time or for a specified time, um, and do things like okay, I want to I want to block uh, all of the traffic uh, to a you know a, a certain Azure service, um, and it supports Azure service tags. So you can use uh, you can use those service tags to say, and I don't I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll remember the tag correctly, but you could say you know uh, Azure Cosmos DB dot East US and uh, all you know, handily all of the uh, IPs associated with Cosmos DB in East US are covered by that service tag. You can pretty easily block all that traffic. So that's another thing that we, another method that we often recommend to to customers. Do you have any details about like what the most common like little things people do? Like is the top couple of things that everyone everyone does as an experiment or part of an experiment? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say our most common scenarios that we see are virtual machine based. So uh, whether it's shutting down virtual machines and virtual machine scale sets, or using the using those agent faults that I mentioned uh, on on virtual machines, those are really common. Um, and then the other the other scenario that is quite popular is. Uh, using our integration with AKS Chaos Mesh, um, so Chaos Mesh is a uh, an open source framework for Kubernetes uh, chaos engineering, um, and it, you know it provides uh, faults like uh, network, you know, network disruption, pod kill, and pod disruption, various stress faults, HTTP, all you know, all all the good stuff. Um, and rather than reinvent the wheel, we built a, a way that customers can, you know, start chaos mesh faults 
um, from Chaos Studio. Um, and we have some tutorials on how to do this that you know I can uh, share in the in the show notes. But that's that's another popular scenario. Kubernetes is obviously a very common uh, very common part of many applications infrastructure. So um, having having some integration there with Chaos Mesh uh, has has been important for many customers. You know, it's interesting. I had a, a customer some years ago, um, and they had a you know big web presence, uh, retail presence. And uh, by the way, I'm going somewhere with this story. And they uh, they found that their usage for Azure Key Vault, their bill was actually pretty high, and they couldn't work out why. Well, the reason was every time they made a connection to, or someone made a connection to their website, they would go and hit up um, Key Vault to pull some data down. Well, the problem with that, of course, is not only is you know, first of all, Key Vault is not really a transactional um, service at all. Um, you know, you're not supposed to be hitting it thousands of times a second, which is what they were doing. Rather, what they and, they, and then you end up getting timeouts, um, which Key Vault does by default. And um, so what they ended up, ended up doing, which is like caching the information for 30 minutes, and then just so basically they're hitting key vaults every 30 minutes asynchronously. And so not only did their um, their, car, their key vault costs go down, their performance went up, but also their reliability went up, right? Because they weren't so dependent on key vault being there thousands of times a second. Um, this wasn't found through through any anything other than just someone saying, "Why do you do this?" But I'm sure you see things like that, right? Where people are just you know, they're on Chaos Studio and they say, wow, you know, why does our application go down because of that one thing, you know, that scenario happened and then end up changing their their um, their design. So this is the, the question coming out of all this. So, I mean, do, what sort of changes do you see people make to their designs to make them more robust in the face of Chaos Studio or, you know, intermittent outages? So I think actually Key Vault is, a, is a, an example that, that I, I would mention here to uh, we we had a uh, some internal teams. Uh, one of the case studies listed actually on our uh, product page um, on you know azure.microsoft.com. Um, we have a video that that talks through some case studies, um, and uh, one of those case studies is uh, from an internal team who who uh, has done testing with uh, some of these key vault faults. Um, they also uh, they also made an appearance at um, w- alongside us at some conferences last year. So I can share some of the some of the links to that in the notes as well. Um, I believe I so I, I don't re- I don't recall exact details on kind of the you know the changes that they made to their their infrastructure, but they found issues relating to you know Key Vault and how how they were treating uh, certain failure scenarios um, and and were able to get those remedied. Um, the, uh, the other, other scenario I, I would, I, I believe we see is not handling, uh, virtual machine outages, you know, as expected, basically, you know, the availability zone, uh, scenario has been, has been quite important, uh, testing what happens when all of, all of the virtual machines, virtual machine scale sets in an, in an availability zone, uh, are, uh, are out uh, and, uh, and abruptly shut down. Um, we've had some some internal teams, you know, go through that testing and see issues with with their infrastructure, you know, handling that uh, handling that sort of case, um, and and have been able to sense sense fix them. Um, I think those are the the main examples that I would that I would draw on there. But uh, you know, it it really varies since it's quite uh, quite dependent on 
infrastructure and you know how how your workload is set up and and uh, all that good stuff. So you mentioned earlier about essentially authorization policies. You know, you don't want every you know Tom, Dick, and Harry just running amok inside of uh, people's subscriptions using Chaos Studio. So, so you know, sort of at what level do you restrict who can do what using Chaos Studio? Yeah, that's a great question. So, two aspects to this. One is, um, you know, permissions to use Chaos Studio. So, we have you know role-based access control policies for being able to create chaos experiments, onboard resources as targets, um, start chaos experiments. Um, so, you know, you can control, do I want, you know, these people or these identities in my organization uh, being able to, uh, you know, actually even work with Azure Chaos Studio. Um, the other component then is, uh, you know, actually executing uh, faults against resources um, and the uh, so we have a an identity, either a system assigned managed identity or uh, a user assigned managed identity um, that is attached to the chaos experiment, um, and that identity needs to have you know the proper permissions for uh, you know each individual resource that we're targeting. So if it's a virtual machine, you know, uh, virtual machine contributor access. Um, and those are all listed out on uh, kind of our product page and can be uh, automatically assigned to the identity if you, you know, assuming that you have the permissions and if you, uh, if you so desire. So that's kind of our, our role-based access control model, kind of you know, restricting both sides, whether you uh, sort of who can use chaos, but also uh, what are the, uh, how do you restrict what resources can actually be uh, affected. So on the flip side of that, so does Chaos Studio work well in kind of isolated environments with, say, private endpoints, uh, VNet injection, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so you can, uh, we, we have had some recent feature additions in this, in this area. Um, you, can use, you can use some of our, our fault capabilities with, with private networking. So, for example, AKS, you can uh, perform those Chaos Mesh faults against uh, a, an AKS cluster that is uh, private. And we have a tutorial on how to do that uh, in our documentation. Um, and then we just recently added private link support for agent scenarios as well. So, uh, you know, allowing our chaos agent to talk to, um, you know, talk back to the experiment um, and the orchestration infrastructure while still you know, staying secure within within uh, within private link. All right, I think we're probably time to bring this uh, this episode to an end. So, Roger, one question we always ask our guests is: if you had just one final thought to leave our listeners with, uh, what would it be? My one final thought, I think, is think about how your systems fail. These complex systems that you know that we work with uh, in in the cloud. Do you know what? emergent behavior you might see when when unexpected outages happen and then how can you go and test it and test it using chaos studio right <laughs> ideally but you know we're, we're all for chaos engineering as a discipline we would we would love it <laughs> you know if it came came to use us yeah it'd be good to add some um, 
some links to the show notes about chaos engineering. Just in general, I think that's a, a really interesting area. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely go ahead and do that. Hey, well, look, Rigel, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, I always learn something on these podcast episodes, and this is absolutely no exception. And I'm a you know huge fan of uh, Chaos Studio, uh, specifically in chaos engineering, just in general, because you know some things sometimes things don't go the way you expect, and that's uh, that's always good to at least have a better idea of what you, you know, what might happen if things do go awry. And um, to all our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you found this episode of use. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Azure Security Podcast. You can find show notes and other resources at our website, azsecuritypodcast.net. If you have any questions, please find us on Twitter at Azure SecPod. Background music is from ccmixter.com and licensed under the Creative Commons license.